Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 70. You may notice that I am not Jeff. Um, I am Jeff's older sister, Jen, and you may recall back in December, um, I co-hosted an episode with him. We uh, interviewed Kelsey O'Malley, and um, he made mention that in days when maybe he wasn't able to make it to the broadcast, that I would be filling in for him. So here I am. Happy Friday to you. Um, my name is Jen Lowen, and my husband, Michael, actually, he works for Elijah List as well. We kind of do like behind the scenes work, he and myself. And um, we have two little girls, Annabelle and Evangeline. And um, yeah, so I'm so excited to be here, you guys. We've got um, a wonderful show set up for you. So the first thing I want to do is introduce you to our guest that we have today. He is a Christian indie rock artist. He's a songwriter. He's a poet. He's a painter. He is also the husband of Jennifer Martin, who you may know if you've watched some of the other episodes, and he is the co-founder of Contagious Love International. So today, you guys, let's give it up for my guest, Monday Martin. Jen, good to see you. Good to finally meet you. Uh, And I'm just, listen, thank you so, so much for having me on your show. I love you guys. Uh, Even as I was in the waiting room, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, in the next two years, there's a double coming. And um, wow. Elijah Fire is going to double their listeners. I mean, it's going to be crazy. You guys just get ready and watch. That's incredible. I look forward to that. Thank you. Yeah. I was um, sharing behind the scenes that I, because they do a lot of the editing and stuff behind the scenes, um, I've been familiar with Jennifer and Monday for years. So it's so fun for me to That's be able so to like cool. to know your guys's like through your words and stuff, but then also to actually get to meet you in person is pretty awesome. So yeah. Um, I just want to start off by giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself to yeah. Elijah Fire audience and to anybody who might not know you, please go right ahead and tell us all about yourself. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll I'll preface it by saying I feel the power of God so strong. I really feel like people are going to have encounters with the presence of God like they've never had. So I just I just want to say, guys, all of you are so valuable to Jesus. He loves you, and and just just begin to receive, just begin to pull um, like a spiritual lasso, and just pull on God because He's going to come and revive many of you. So um, love that. I do, I do have so many different areas I can go with my testimony, but I guess trying to put it in the microwave version, I grew up in a musical family, and my father, Hank Martin, uh, he was a background singer for Dolly Parton, and uh, I know a lot of That's you probably so love, we were just in Dollywood, and uh, had a great time <laughs> there, me and Jennifer and the kids, but he got discovered in the late 70s because he was putting out reels um, to agencies in New York City and L.A., and he got discovered to sing on TV Guide. Hmm. Nothing gets you into it like TV Guide. <laughs> and that was his big like claim to fame. Anyways, awesome. he couldn't get any flights out of Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City, and he had to charter a Learjet just to make the the uh, the, the audition for the national TV commercial. He he chartered a Learjet and he got the job. And from there, he took off, and he was one of the top 10 jingle commercial singers in the 1980s. 
So you heard him cool. and you heard me, you heard my siblings. We sang on Nintendo, Hungry Hippos, Hungry Hungry Hippos, open up and there it goes. And we, we sang on Wheaties. And so Jesus so got me singing at an early age. And that's actually where I first encountered him at the age of six. In the middle of all that session work, um, I encountered him on a train. I'm going to start crying because it's so sweet, but it, it, it's a long story. My, my father, he wasn't living a perfect life. He got saved and I saw that he had become a different person. So I began to think about heaven. And while we were at Grand Central Station, I looked up at the ceiling and I started thinking about heaven. I said, Dad, how do I get saved? How does, does everyone go to heaven? And so on that train uh, from New York City to our home in Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, what a cool city. Um, I said. Where the office is. Yeah. He, and he oh, no, told that's Pennsylvania. Me, Never mind. Oh, is it? It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what he told me was like, he, he said, Jesus is going to knock on the door of your heart. And if you let him in, he'll come inside you. So when you're six years old, you take it at face value. <laughs> I believed it was going to happen, you know. And so I said, Jesus, come in my heart. And right when I said, come in my heart. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, oh. No, I'm not sorry. I love crying. My wife is like, never apologize for, yeah, for no. emotion. Um, never. I said, Jesus, come in my heart. And, and my heart knocked. I felt... I felt a knock on my chest and I said, daddy's knocking. And so he said, well, let him in. So he was crying and I cried and I, I invited Jesus in my heart. And, um, and you, you were know, how old? That was at six. Oh, so even I'm telling people like invest in kids, like leaders watching, pastors watching, the Holy Spirit is going to speak so powerfully, powerfully through children. Children, Jesus said, you know, for such is the kingdom. And, and he, he, he really had placed value on children. He, he, you know, the disciples tried to shoo the kids away, but he, he was like, no, bring them to me. And he blessed them. And yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, get ready because children are going to start prophesying. Children are going to start, um, they're going to start seeing world events come to pass. They're going to prophesy it years before it happens. They're getting downloads. They're going to have visions. They're going to have dreams. And, and a lot of this, I'm laughing because I feel the joy of the Lord, but a lot of this was happening to me at that age. Uh, I'll just say, I know we've got a lot of areas to go, but um, I wasn't a perfect child. Um, when my dad got saved, skeletons came out of the closet and it caused my mom to drink and become an alcoholic. So I suffered great abuse, even in mm. uh, an imperfect church household. And so I, I really, I really got angry uh, at God. And in my teenage years, I, I decided to be, become an agnostic. Mm. Um, and, and that's, that's where I pretty much lost my identity, which was grounded first in Jesus. But because I, do, I chose to walk away from the faith, uh, and not necessarily blame my parents. God fixed them, and my mom ended up getting free. But uh, I decided to place my identity in the punk rock lifestyle, and I became a drug addict and a punk rocker. And we had a punk band in Nashville. And then uh, it leads to what you're probably going to ask me, how I got saved at yeah. a punk rock show. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so anyways, is, do you want me to keep going or? Yeah, I do. Um, so was this a willful, when you talk about the the kind of walking away, the rebellion, was this something that was 
you know, you were feeling the pain, you were feeling hurt and you were, you had the understanding of like, I'm walking away because I'm so hurt. Or was it just like, it was kind of an inner integrated, like the friends group you had maybe, and that played a role. It did play a role. I mean, and I, I did get so angry, but what I didn't realize was every time my mom drank, she became another person. Okay. And I wasn't rooted and grounded in the fact that it was a demon spirit that mm -hmm. was literally hijacking her and speaking curses through her to me. Mm -hmm. And so this whole this whole thing with my with my upbringing was it was the devil who saw my calling and he was trying to abort my calling. Mm -hmm. And so I got angry at religion and the institutional okay. church and I decided yeah. to fall away. Um, willfully, but deep inside, I always knew there was God. I, I, as I, as I had overdoses, especially on LSD, um, I would, I would be at parties and I would, I would ask my friends to pray for me because I, I, you know, when it comes to death's door, I'm no yeah. longer an atheist anymore. <laughs> you know, and I was preaching yeah. at parties, like, you know, I would get so drunk. I would preach at parties and People would tell me as I blacked out the next day, do you remember telling everyone about heaven and hell last night? And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so it was in there. It was in there. It was. It was and it never leaves. Yeah. Mom, even single moms right now, train up your child in the way he should go. When he's older, he will not depart from it. That's good. You have that promise. That's good. Come on. So then how did you, I'm very curious about um, being saved in the mosh pit. <laughs> So it, it turns out that the one of the friends that I was walking with at the time, in fact, two of the friends, they were kind of my best friends. Um, they were we were sort of gutter punks, which is uh, by definition, it's when you choose to, you know, leave your home and you, you try to find somewhere to sleep every night. And so sometimes hmm. that's a friend's house. We called it couch surfing. Oh, couch yeah. surfing yes and sometimes it was a park bench you know and i'd wake up with the dew of the morning on me and it was uh it was not often fun <clears throat> but um the friend that was my best friend at the time never told me he was a christian but he got saved after being held up at knife point um <clears throat> by someone and it started make, making him think about eternity in his life and this life's a vapor it appears for a little while and then mm -hmm. vanishes like james says so he got radically saved and I found out about it because my friend said he was running around the coffee shop we regularly <clears throat> went to and was screaming the Jesus, like Jesus and the gospel. And so I called him and I was like, I have to know about this. Yeah. And he ended up inviting me to a vineyard church in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And they were going on a trip to Cornerstone Music Festival. Many of you may remember Cornerstone, Illinois, put on by the Jesus people. This was the Jesus people movement. And wow. they started a Christian music festival in Cornerstone, Illinois. And so I found myself going on this trip, still kind of not sure if I wanted to give my life to Jesus, um, but I was in the middle of a mosh pit. And you have to understand the love of God <laughs> was reaching out to me so strong. I mean, I, I can remember uh, going to this church and all the churches I'd been to, I got weird looks from people. They were like, look at this guy, his mohawk's crazy, his nose ring's crazy, his tattoo's crazy. But when I went to the Vineyard Church, they they invited us to the front row. They brought me and my friends to the, and I had black, like nail polish. I had black eyeliner. I had a mohawk with braids. I had cheetah pants on. I looked crazy. 
they invited me to the front row as their special guest that day and said, you guys have been labeled Generation X, but Jesus wants you to know you're Generation Next. No, that's so, so great. So great. And I was like being affirmed by by fathers. And yeah. that's so important. Paul says, uh, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. Who are you fathering? Who are you fathering? Father someone, add value to someone's life because they could be the next Monday Martin. They could be the next Jennifer Martin. They could be the next Jen. They could be the next Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were... I found myself at the Supertones mosh pit. Now they were called the OC Supertones. <laughs> yes, I remember them. You remember them? I and do. We were, they were a ska punk band. They had a horn yep. section and we loved it. We didn't care necessarily that it was Christian. We just thought, man, their music's great. And so I was moshing. Um, I, I often make jokes. I was getting kicked in the face by crowd surfers because a lot of these kids had never been to a concert <laughs> yeah. like this so none of them had been through the school the school of moshing yeah and so when they got the when they got etiquette. crazy and excited they were punching everybody and oh yeah uh, christian mosh pits for me was like the worst mosh pit i'd yeah. ever been in because of the amateur moshers <laughs> but um i just want to say funny. that thank god for being led by the holy spirit amen Mm-hmm. Paul said those that are led by the Spirit, um, are, they're the sons of God. And and so they stopped their set, and the, and the lead singer was like, guys, I don't know why, uh, but I, I want to stop the show, and we need to worship God right now. This is for someone. Um, I think he said this is for someone. And they started singing, Our God is an Awesome God, written by Rich Mullins. Wow. <laughs> and I, I, saw, I saw all of these punk kids with their hands in the air and I couldn't believe it because I'm sitting here thinking man I thought Christian music was just like Amy Grant Michael W. Smith but I never knew there were Christian punks so I look around and I see like people with tattooed tattoos and nose piercings and everything you can imagine gothic makeup they're all worshiping Jesus and I said, oh my gosh, I found my tribe. Wow. So the demon in me, which I got delivered from, by the way, was like, do not worship, you know? And I was trying to suppress mm-hmm. this feeling coming up. But, but those rivers of living water just started, just started flowing out of my yeah. belly. And I couldn't yeah. hold it back anymore. And I lifted up my hands and I just started singing, our God is an awesome God. And that's incredible. I, I, for the first time, I sang it with meaning because I was made fun of at the Christian school I went to. Mm-hmm. And that's not to blame the Christian school, but, you know, I was kind of a freak and I wasn't really embraced by the preppy crowd. So when I sang that song at our Christian retreats we went on, I wasn't into it because I didn't feel loved. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel valued, but there I felt valued. And I, I went back to my tent and I began to read Ephesians. And for the first time in my life, maybe since I was six, it was speaking directly to me. God values me. That is incredible. It was awesome. I love that. And, and just wow. the, the way music can do that. I, my, I had a very similar experience. Um, really? Yes. Well, mine was Rebecca St. James. I don't know mm-hmm. if you... 
know who she was. Oh, but she I was, was amazing. In, yeah, I, I still to this day love her very much. But yeah. she, I was invited by a friend to go to her concert. And as a little girl, it was a very similar situation to you. Like I knew the Lord, I'd received the Lord, but didn't have that intimate personal relationship with him. And so my friend had invited me and she was like, oh, just come to this concert. And I had a volleyball game that day. And, and um, she had agreed that if my dad dropped me off after the volleyball game, that they would take me home, she and her parents. Wow. So I was like, okay. So I went and the music started instantly hit with the presence of God, just oh. instantly. And it was on her Prey album. So this was like 1997 or 1998. And I just, I just completely flooded with the presence of God, got goosebumps and everything. And I, and then in between songs, she was talking about like her relationship with the Lord as though he was like her best friend and she had just had lunch with him. And I'm like, I want that. Whatever ah. it is that she has, I want that. Ooh. And, um, and so I received, I received the Lord. I received the Holy, I think it was the Holy spirit because I, I knew Jesus died for my sins. But after that, my relationship became dynamic with the Lord where I could hear his voice and like I would read scripture and it would just pop out to me. So I wow. had a very, very similar encounter in a music concert. That was my experience too. So I love that you said you could hear his voice. Yes. Because um it, it's it's like we are we are changed from a goat to a sheep. And when we begin <laughs> to like passionately desire the Lord, the, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. That is all the traits of a sheep. You can basically know you're going to heaven if you have all of those qualities. It's just, it's so amazing. Not saying you have to, you have to hear God's voice to get into heaven because Jesus paid that price for you. But if you'll follow him, that's the big thing. And I can tell you guys are. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm so proud of you, Jen, for making that decision. That's oh, awesome. Oh yeah. It was, it was, and I, and I can honestly say for myself, and probably maybe you can say this because I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your story, but yeah. there was a gen before that date and then a gen after that date. And literally my friends changed. Right. I changed. Like I can literally mark back to that. It's like a stake went into the ground and I did this kind of like about face. So yep. similar for you. That's the way it you. was for me. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. And that wasn't to say like the devil didn't try to get me to you know, become lukewarm right. again. I had to deal with lukewarmness even just a couple years ago as a minister. You know, I love being transparent with, with people. And we could talk about that later. We don't have to do it now. Yeah. But um, that was the moment of of reckoning. That was when I decided, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus the best mm -hmm. I know how. Mm -hmm. And he had, to, he had to take me through levels of healing and many layers of deliverance and stuff from my childhood. Even the fact that I was almost aborted in my mom's womb, wow. um, she had an abortion device inside of her womb called an IUD hook, catches eggs after fertilization, i.e. I've probably got a lot of siblings in heaven, but there was a 1% chance that I would go through that hook. And God was like, no, I got a plan for this spirit, <laughs> this little spirit I put in this body. And he, he helped me go through that hook. My mom had to have a dangerous surgery two weeks. She had to lie on her side because the hook could embed into my skull as I was developing into an embryo. Wow. And it was a miracle. I think my mom told me the doctors said you were a miracle baby. 99% odds against me that I would that I would actually live. Wow. That's and incredible. So the Lord had to deliver me from rejection. Um, you know, because think demons can try to even oppress us. 
even from the womb, curses mm -hmm. that were spoken over us, the mom's thoughts that were like, I don't want this child. And so I, I had to fight that because literally I barely, I barely survived. It's one of my songs on my new CD. I, bar I barely survived. And if it wasn't for the bread of life, I would not have made it. And guys, I'm telling you, Jesus, is he, he loves you. He wants you to have his spirit today. He is so real. He is so full of pleasure. And he, he loves you. He values you. God invested everything into humanity. And I just want you to know, break off all that stuff. You are, you, if you follow Jesus, you are a child of God. And just, there's nothing that can stand in your way. Nothing. Yeah. The devil is in trouble because he messed with you. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Absolutely. Come on. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. So um, you had this encounter in this mosh pit. And then how did music end up playing a role from that point forward for you? You know, you obviously you're a musician now. Right. Did it transition immediately back into music or were you already into music at the time? Not immediately. I, I'd been writing music. Um, and of course, I, I'd had a band that we were in. In fact, my band, my punk band, we all got saved during that time. And we started changing all our lyrics <laughs> to Christian lyrics. So we were yeah. taking the F word out and we were taking the S word out. and We were putting in yeah. Jesus. But um, yeah, um, the Holy Spirit uh, moved through my grandfather. He was a preacher and he's my namesake. His name was Riley Mundy. And not only was he a preacher, a humorist for a living, but he was a poet and he published poetry books. So I was writing lo lots of poetry at the time. And uh, I I'll say that uh, it didn't immediately, like when I, when I got saved, I became a worship leader actually for a church for about 10, 10 years. And what was interesting was I, I actually was a preacher and many people may not know this you you know i'm a indie rock christian artist but mm -hmm. i preached as an itinerant minister for a decade while jennifer was home taking care of the kids i was going to churches and seeing revivals and and having we were seeing god heal people atmospheric miracles creative miracles metal disappearing teeth miracles healings i mean you just name it and people getting saved um, and that, that whole thing flipped about two years ago when we did the tent revival and Jennifer started being raised up to travel as an, as an itinerant minister. And God spoke to me and said, it's time for you to do your music. And hmm. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm an evangelist. I was going through a day, a 365 day campaign of taking the, the, the gospel to my community here in hmm. Laverne, Tennessee, and we were carrying the cross through the streets and uh, just seeing people come to Jesus. It was so awesome. But I realized I'm only one guy with one fishing lure. How can we broaden the net? And I, sure. I, I, during our tent revival, I asked the Lord, can you show me how I can be used to, to, to draw in a greater net of fish? And he said, it's time for you to do your music. So I immediately <laughs> dropped everything I was doing and I obeyed him. And when that happened during the tent revival, I wrote 35 songs and we wow. recorded, we recorded 35 songs. We've already got four albums um, of material and I've only released wow. one. And 
And so what happened was I was being visited at night. My, my new song that just came out actually was a dream that I had. God gave me a dream of a, of a melody of a chorus. And so I would wake up. Which song up and, is that? It's uh, the new single release from Friday called Routine, which is really fun. You guys are going to love it. And then, of course, Until He Sings is the big one we're promoting. And that's all about the coming of Jesus and oh. uh, how we've got work to do. We, we can't sit around and, you know, quit our jobs and go in debt and just say, hey, let's let's quit. Because yeah. now is actually the window in America. We've got to move forward into that window and win as many people to the Lord as mm -hmm. we can and show the body of Christ value and break yeah. them free from spirits of control and manipulation from the pulpit. Because it is time, listen, for you to step into your destiny and i'm telling you it's going to be awesome and mm -hmm. i i know i go down bunny trails but i'm trying to stay focused thanks thanks for asking about that by the way though yeah i well i really kind of wanted to segue into that anyway because yeah something that when i was reading through your notes and just uh, two things really stood out to me um i had watched one of the episodes with jennifer and first of all I want to just clarify something really quick because she yeah. said, because you guys are from the South, your name is said Mundy. Is this true? That's correct. So uh, we actually say your name Mundy. And it's, I mean, that's, that is the most intelligent, like, um, because that's the way they say Monday here in the South. <laughs> but what's, what's funny is like, even though that's the Southern way of saying Monday, it's M-U-N-D-A-Y. So if you type like Monday Martin, M-O-N-D-A-Y, you'll never find me. Yes. You've got to type M-U-N-D-A-Y, Monday Martin. That's, I love it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because it's spelled backwards. It's fun. But yeah, it's an Irish name and their okay. coat of armors. It, what, what it means is follower of St. John, John the wow. beloved disciple. He leaned into the breast of Jesus. So I think that's, it's got a Christian meaning. I think that's so cool. And a lot of our that's, names that's do. That's very cool. Um, and then the second thing that I wanted to talk to you about, too, is again, in the same interview, she had mentioned something about you felt it on your heart to go around to your community. You just addressed that for you yeah. said 365 days. When I was watching that, that struck me so much because um, and I even turned to my husband when she said that because we were watching it together. And I was like, that's incredible. Like what? And yeah. so this is my, I said this to him. So it's my question for you. So I'm excited. I actually get to ask you when we look around in our communities and we see the need, this desperate need, what sparked that thing in you to go, you know what? I'm just going to go do the thing. I'm just going to go and, and do it. I'm just going to go and start preaching. And it turned in, she said to like this 365 day, it just went on like, yeah, for days. So yeah. I just really want to touch base on that. I want to hear from you. What sparked what, it? Yes. Well, I, I could I could say an encounter sparked it, but what I actually think really sparked it was I I had to go through a season where I turned off every preacher. Hmm. And I'm not saying you guys do this. The Holy Spirit may lead you, but he was like, in this season, I felt like God is going to speak directly to me through his word. And so I would go and read Jesus's words. And if they didn't line up with what preachers were preaching, because believe it or not, no one wants to talk about this, but people are getting into false doctrines today mm. that dilute the word of God and they deny the power. They're like clouds without rain. And that's why I always say, be careful who you listen to. Um, 
And the best thing you can do is listen to someone that obeys Jesus. Now, this is what Jesus said, which is what sparked me to go to the streets. He said, uh, those who love me obey my teachings. And that is a, it's, it's sobering, it's holy, it's an invitation to a relationship, though. It's, it's not necessarily like, I've got to do good to get into heaven, because Jesus has already done that for you. But what it is, is people are going to get to heaven, and I promise you, you're going to see it when you get there. You're going to see every opportunity you had that you could have operated at 100% capacity. But when you get to heaven, you'll realize you only lived at like 15% of capacity. Um, And so if you'll read Jesus' words, he says, no, he says, you're my friend if you do whatsoever I command you. And so the proof is in the pudding. If you are truly a friend of Jesus, you'll read his words and you'll go obey them. And that is actually how Christianity is the fastest growing religion in Iran right now. The movie Sheep Among Wolves 2 on YouTube, they are they are spreading Christianity by simply obeying the words of Jesus. They're giving the Bible to Muslims. Muslims are taking the time to read it and they give their life to Jesus. And then they go start home groups and home churches and make disciples that make disciples. So Jesus didn't say go out in all the the world and get people to say the sinner's prayer. He didn't say go out into all the world and, 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 and make church attendees. He said, yeah. go make disciples. Yeah. So the true mark of a believer is you're a disciple. And the true fruit of it is that you make disciples. Find somebody that you can begin to disciple. Because if you can raise up leaders that will raise up leaders that will raise up leaders, the church will begin to spread like bunnies have babies as opposed to the way we've been doing it, where we have elephant children, and that's not as often as bunnies can have babies. So it's just, it's just um, being a friend of God was something Abraham had as a testimony of his life. And wouldn't it just be so great if the one that created the whole universe, if you would literally wake up every day praying in tongues, praying in tongues throughout the day, and ask the Holy Spirit to counsel you, to lead you, to remind you of everything Jesus said, because that's what the Gospels say about the Holy Spirit. He'll remind you. He'll put into everything remembrance what Jesus said. And so this fire just started touching me, touching my life. I was going out every day. I said, I want to go out for at least a year. And I began to go into grocery stores and preach. And I had wow. favor. I went into a grocery store and I, I got to meet this beautiful Thai woman who loves the Lord. And I said, would you mind if I grab the intercom and preach the gospel over the intercom and, and just told people that Jesus loves them? And she was like, okay. I couldn't yeah. believe it, Jen. She was wow. like, I, I didn't expect that to happen. And it's, it's kind of like you have not because you ask not. Right. You never know what's going to happen unless you ask someone. But she just grabbed the intercom and just handed it to me. And so there it happened. And I preached and we were handing Bibles out of the grocery store. (laughs) Numerous times I've done that and I've never gotten kicked out. In fact, just the other day, I went into the same grocery store and at the checkout line, I stopped before I left the room and the Holy Spirit said, I dare you. And I was like, I dare you again. And I did. I (laughs) preached to everyone in there 
and and uh, you you'd be surprised. Some people will clap because Christians want Christians to be bold right now. Everyone's yeah. waiting for a leader to just step up and, and obey the like. words of Christ. And um, yeah, and if if you don't do it, I mean, people that fall off airplane stairs are going to try to steal your country. But you know, you need to you need to you need to step up, body of Christ, and you need to take your country back. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Come on, we're not going to allow the devil to steal another inch from our country. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I I really appreciate that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about too was just how you transitioned from, okay, so you're doing the 360 day revival. Yeah. Maybe you didn't transition into doing the music. Maybe it was there the whole time, but you just said, you know, you got the downloads of the songs, which is incredible. Yeah. There must've been a creative, you know, environment and atmosphere there. But did you know going into the experience that, music was going to be the tool that you would use personally. No, okay. it's no, okay, crazy, wanna, right? Yeah, I want to hear about this. So I thought it was just going out and doing like the Arthur Blessed thing and just handing tracks mm -hmm. out and praying for sick people. And um, the Holy Spirit began to speak to Jennifer and I simultaneously. I want you to do a tent revival. And what was crazy is we we began to get, the, we, we approached the people that own the land and we asked if we could use it. And we didn't know if we were going to get approved by the city because we missed the window um, mm -hmm. because we planned it so soon. We missed the window before the board meeting voted to see if we could have the land. So I had to get on my knees and I had to ask the Lord, can you please tell me if we're going to get that land? And sure. his presence came into the room. He said, you're going to get it. Begin to tell everyone the address. So literally, we didn't know like days before if we were actually gonna have the tent revival at this spot of land right off the interstate trucks drive by they can see it we got a trucker saved at the last tent revival oh, man. it was crazy awesome. and um that's that's why it's so important to have a relationship with god because he can save you all the headaches and the hassles and the holy spirit will reveal to you what's to come that's so exciting who wants to be futurists of your day come on just yeah. listen to the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you what's coming so you can prepare for it. You can get excited for it. He'll even tell you where you're, you can invest your money and do better than the markets in the next 20 years. And that was off the subject, wasn't it? But we were talking about the music. But and so, no, because we're, we're taught the point is the way that God is calling people. Yeah. Because the, the whole point, too, is you even mentioned God's moving out of the box. Yeah. So we kind of have to go with him in terms of how we are looking at our vocations, how we're looking at our callings, how we're looking at, because I think we put parameters around God. It's we so put true. parameters and we say, God, you can only use me if. Yeah. You know, God, you can all, and so that's why I really wanted to pull on that in terms of your music because yeah, you know, you you do Christian, but are all of your lyrics Christian? So some of them are secular songs, even, and I've been able to sneak secular songs into um, people's homes that don't know who Jesus is, and so people are becoming my fans, and they they love the music, they love the songs, but I've also got Christian songs so they can find out. You know who Jesus is. In July, we got a, a super Jesus song coming out, and it's going to be with animation, and we're going to market it to oh, kids. So we're going to mark. I'm hoping it's like Baby Shark. Let's get like two billion views. Oh man, Baby Shark! <laughs> but yeah. like you're saying, God wants to listen. This is going to make some of you happy. Many of you are not happy right now because you feel disenfranchised um, in Christianity. And what is about to make your life ecstatic? 
is that God, before he created you, had a book written about your life. And the angels that are your guardian, guardian angels, they know that book. And they're, making, they're, they're trying their hardest to make you um, use the gifts. Put your hand on your heart right now and say, God gave me gifts. God gave me gifts. And he's created you to be a special um, blueprint that that you're no you you'll be able to reach no people that nobody else can because of that special blueprint and that's for me that's the sound of my music it doesn't you know it's it's creative people are listening to it and they're thinking man that's very good melodies i can't get the melodies out of my head it sounds like 80s some of mm -hmm. it reminds me of 90s music and 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 people are just being blessed by it and what it's doing is it's it's not monday martin what i'm doing is letting the Lord draw people to the message of the gospel. And that is the good news. And that is that, that everyone can be saved. If anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. But we have to get outside the box and we can't compare ourselves to leaders or we can't compare ourselves. You know, don't, don't forfeit your divine rights um, as a child of God to manifest your your privileges to walk into uh, in this life as a son of god and one of the ways you're going to do that is by using your gifts david had a gift he played songs and it calmed saul's demons down and he played skillfully unto the lord i love that in psalms he said play skillfully unto the lord and i think there's a renaissance coming right now in the church where some of you you feel like I love worship music. Let's, Jen and I were just talking about this earlier. Worship is great. Uh, I yep. love the worship genre. I love soaking music. But every now and then, we need, to, we need to find some other music so we don't become bored. And, and if your Christianity is becoming boring, you need, to, you need to get in your prayer closet and you need to pray in tongues for like hours and start asking God what He wants you to do. And one of those things He told me to do is don't just listen to worship. Find good Christian music. And mm -hmm. so I, I listened to a band called Danielson. They were, they were one of the bands that played at Cornerstone, a Christian indie punk band. And when he sings, he sounds like he's squealing. He's got such high voice, but it's creative. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and they were able to reach many people for Jesus. In fact, the keyboard player of that band had a dream from the Holy Spirit and showed him that he would be going into rock and indie clubs and bars to preach the gospel to people through music. So God needs you. He needs you. Entrepreneur, you're watching right now, he needs you in the marketplace. Uh, there's someone watching, you're, you're a poet and you don't even know it. He needs your poems. Come on. He needs your songs. Just think about the song, Jesus Loves You. I wanna get to heaven and meet that person because yeah. everybody <laughs> knows that song that song has led more people to jesus than billy graham and it's still going and that's what god that's what god wants you to do he wants you to use your gifts because there's a harvest sound coming there's a harvest net coming and it's going to come through your creativity it's going to come through your ebay business there's someone watching right now you've got an ebay business and god's going to have you disciple people through your ebay business uh, and I, I see that coming for, you know, all things. There's people watching. You've got art. You haven't painted in years. It's time to get your paintbrush out. When this creativity began to flow in my life, I painted over 30 paintings. And a lot of them are ended up at, end, ending up as my artwork on my music. So 
That's and what's crazy, Jen, was... and I'll I'll say this last. People are listening to my my new album. It's self-titled Monday Martin. And of course, you can Love stream it. that. You can stream that on all streaming platforms. And it's not worship, but they're songs about God. And get this, I have people messaging me and they say, I'm listening to your music and I'm going into encounters with God. I'm mm-hmm. and people one guy messaged me the other day and he said, I went into holy laughter for hours, dancing before the Lord, listening to your music. And he said, I was intoxicated in the presence of God. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And so that if you listen to my music, just get ready because you're going to have encounters with the Lord because we we've we had visitations from the the other realm. We had visitations from the Holy Spirit in the studio while I was recording this. And it's just, it's going into the songs. It's so powerful. That's wonderful. So my question is, because as a creative, I can really relate to a lot of what you're saying in terms of feeling that pull from the Lord of saying, you know, Hey, take, take that leap of faith, take that, take that risk, cultivate that gift, cultivate that thing that I've given you that's inside of you. Yeah. What I want to know too is I think every single creative person I have ever met mm. has that moment where they stop and they go, yeah, but, right, yeah, but is it, I mean, are people going to receive this or I'm not as good as so-and-so or it doesn't sound like this or it doesn't look like that. What yeah. was your, what was your process for you personally to overcome that? Or did you have to overcome that? Think about this. Jimi Hendrix hated his voice. And he was insecure about his guitar playing. Well, look what happened in his life. Yeah. And he he was called. He was called. that God created Jimi Hendrix. And when his book was created, it was created to, to serve the Lord. But he missed it. And there's mm-hmm. many people that are missing it. But, but you're a believer. And you might be insecure about your giftings. But oftentimes, I meet so many people that, that are like this, Jen. They're insecure. But when they sing, I just want to go into encounters with God because it doesn't sound like anything I've heard. And um, man, so yeah, please let God use you. Because like I said, there's a there's a sound that you're going to release that no one has. And it's so important. Don't try to sound like other people. Like, please, guys, don't try to sound like other people. That's why the Christian music industry is getting dumbed down. And it's because everyone's trying to sound like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And and, and problematically, what we find is everything sounds the same mm-hmm. and nobody, nobody likes, you know, copies. Nobody likes Xerox copies. If anything, we should copy Jesus. And Jesus, he was led by the Spirit. He said, I don't do anything unless my Father does it and tells me and speaks it. And he was just, mm-hmm. look at the ways he prayed for people. He spit in mud, healed the guy's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like, go get this fish. There's a coin in it to pay our taxes. Like you just look at the life of Jesus. He was so full of creativity. He's like, mm-hmm. how are we going to feed these people? Well, you feed them. <laughs> yeah. Like, What do you have I, in your hands? There's no way I can have... feed them. Yeah. But you know what yeah. I feel, Jen? Holy Spirit's asking you that are watching right now. You want me to feed people, but Jesus says you feed them. You want me to show up at your church. Jesus says, you show up at your church. You want God to show up in your city. God's saying to you watching right now, you show up in your city. And the devil's trying to stop you Mm because he knows what will happen if you truly obey the words of Jesus. He's in trouble. 
Yeah. 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 Come oh, wow. on. That's that's good. Um, okay, so another thing that you had listed here too is you had an encounter and a vision. Yeah. That one of the biggest stumbling blocks for people entering into heaven will be unforgiveness. So we're gonna kind of segue here. And yeah. I know that this is something that I've seen a lot, like um, even in just my friends group, my 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 close friends, something that I've noticed that is coming in tandem with kind of this creative journey and this creative process for people is this almost like deliverance and healing that people yeah. are walking Yeah, through. you're right. And it's so, it's interesting. It's just kind of, I, I have a lot of friends and even myself included where they're, where they're like in this beautiful like process of uncovering who God's created them to be, but at the same time, dealing with a lot of emotional stuff, healing, right. unforgiveness, working through different thought processes. So I would really love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. Did, and did we have time to talk about the, the encounter I had that I saw hell and, and I saw mm -hmm. heaven? Yeah, go that for it. That was a big part of it. Should yeah, we do that please. first or the unforgiveness first? Do the think, encounter. You can do the encounter first. Yeah. Well, uh, I, uh, let, me, let me answer your question because sometimes I, I have a tendency to go on bunny trails and I might forget. <laughs> the vision I had was that I was with a group of people that I knew and this was years ago, but I saw people in the vision that I knew in my heart I had unforgiveness towards. Hmm. And what was interesting was um, we were all going to meet Jesus. And it was like, it's I, the only way I could describe it is we were about to walk into the very presence in the throne room of Jesus. And I knew that the millennial reign was beginning to take place, but we could not get to Jesus until we did one thing first. And that was look at each person and ask for forgiveness and, and, and also to forgive those people that had hurt us. And I, I just knew when I woke up that this was a sobering reminder from, from the Lord that we have to, we have to for, forgive people. Jesus talked about it um, quite a lot through the Gospels. Um, and, I, and, and he said, he said that, uh, Father, for, you know, think about Jesus. And, and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do to people that, that killed him. And in Matthew 6, 14, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you of your trespasses. But if you don't forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive your trespasses. Did I just say your heavenly Father will not forgive you? So it's a big, it's a big thing. God is so full of love and God is love. And he doesn't want anyone in his kingdom that has hatred, offense, and so he's going to cleanse you from that today. And what's amazing is the Holy Spirit will give you the power uh, to forgive those people. And it's not something you can do without his help. Whenever you stand praying, forgive, Mark eleven twenty five. 25, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. See to it that no one falls, Hebrews twelve fifteen. the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by men by it by it many become defiled and so what happens is the devil he likes to steal kill and destroy and one of those major methods that he used to do that is unforgiveness and mm -hmm. if he can get that root in you he, it'll it'll slime other people that you know and you'll get around other people and they'll get slimed with gossip and 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 but but god he, he's like, come on, just yield to my spirit and I'll make your free. So juicy, fruity, 
I'll put love in you. I'll put joy. I'll put love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm going to put all that in you if you'll only just ask me for it. And here's the thing. Jesus said, um, blessed are those that hunger for righteousness in the Beatitudes, for they will be filled. So anytime God makes a promise, you can cash all your chips in on the table. I've got all my chips in on Jesus and he's never, whew, sorry, he's, he's never let me down, Jen, my God. Yeah. I've been feeling his love just so strong lately. And, and what would you say to the people? Because unforgiveness, yeah. I think, is a big, I think it's a, a really important topic. Yeah. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, too, about unforgiveness in terms mm-hmm. of it's not saying whatever somebody did to you was okay. You know, it's not. Right not saying that you know you're excusing something yeah. it's re- it, can you can you explain like what is sure. that process of forgiveness what i yeah. mean what yeah rt kindle rt kindle in the book total forgiveness great book rt kindle total forgiveness he says you know you've forgiven someone when you don't <laughs> sorry Jen, I'm sorry. I'm saying sorry too no, much. No, it's so, you're you fine. Know you, you know you've forgiven someone when you don't want God to punish them. Joseph wow. did not want his brothers to be punished. He forgave them. He blessed them. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible actually says, bless those who curse you and despitefully use you and love your enemies. And you can't do this. Listen. You can't do it. You cannot do these things. But the helper, Jesus said, I can't wait to go because the helper will come. Do you need help? The comforter will come. Do you need a comforter? He will be there with you and he will fight your battles for you. And he will put a supernatural love in your heart for the people. Listen, he helped me forgive the person that molested me when I was little. He helped me forgive my mom. For the, the 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 hundreds of times I was left at school till nighttime, not not knowing when when anyone was going to pick me up, and and he helped me see into her why that was happening, and it was because of the things that their marriage almost failed over, and she just didn't know how to process it, and she had had a hurtful upbringing, and so you know God's going to help you forgive people. And the reason they're mad and the reason they uh, they mistreat people a lot of times is because they grew up in dysfunctional homes. And what they really need is for you to show them love. And that's what Paul says. You know, uh, I think it's James that, um, you, you know, when you when you do something kind and you feed your enemy, it puts hot coals over their head. Mm-hmm. And now that, that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to burn <laughs> like I'm going to I'm going to go right. buy you a Target gift card. And and then your your head's gonna burn on fire and you're gonna repent. Yeah. But yeah. what that actually means was people in those days actually put these helmets over their head and coals of fire, which would light their path. And so when you uh, do a kind deed for your enemy, it lights their path so that they can see the narrow way. And a lot of people I've will get saved. I've never ever heard that. Yeah, a lot. And listen, That's... a lot of people are gonna get saved when you do a kind deed for someone that does not deserve it. God's reigns, they fall on the just and the unjust. And so you just you just look all, all over the world, God is merciful to people. I mean, there's there's 
there's there's people right now that are even senators that you know we just we bellyache for but you know god mm-hmm. loves them too and and they get to they get to eat they they pay their bills they look he's kind to the just and the unjust yeah. and what's important for you is that you know you don't carry that root of bitterness around all your life because it will it will try to um abort your calling because you can't love people um if you if you have unforgiveness in your heart and um and if if you can learn to love that's the biggest test in this life and all of you are not operating in a hundred percent capacity myself included but when we get to heaven we're going to look back and have a review of our entire life and, and we're going to see oh my god i should have loved there oh my god i should have blessed that person oh my god i should have shown them value oh my god i should have done this i should have done that but you know let's just get over that we're mm-hmm. saved through the blood of jesus and let's get healed let's get delivered and let's go give the devil the right. biggest headache he's ever had. Right. Come and, on. If, and with, I mean, Jesus saying that he came to give us life and life more abundantly, even in regard to that whole, the, the thing that God's leading us into, even with creativity and leading us into cultivating the gifts that he's given us, that unforgiveness mm-hmm. could be the thing that's blocking your, your clarity, your vision for the future your vision for even your creative gift yeah. and releasing forgiveness, choosing to forgive people almost unblocks that process for us too. At least that's what I found in my own life is the time yeah. I sat down, I laid down something at the foot of the cross and just said, you know, I choose to forgive this person or I choose to forgive this. It's like this huge yeah. weight comes off my shoulders, you know, and it does. It's like, I can see clearly about something else. And yeah, and, and it's just a, I think it's a testimony too. just when we create that, that, um, the ability for the Holy spirit to, to come in there and speak to us and we respond, you yeah. know, in that, in that tender way, in that vulnerable way of like, this is such a painful thing to do, but I'm going to choose to forgive you forgive this person god i'm going to choose to you know obey right it's like he it's like he hands you this incredible gift in response of just like great now here's all this creativity or here's all of these ideas or here's all these new relationships or yeah something like that that just blows your mind you know because he's faithful and that's what he does no you're so you're so right and and that's what jesus did we were you know, you just you just think about we were we were skunks armpits, you know. <laughs> and look what he did. Look what look at the mercy he showed us. It's and, so true. Um, and we just we just have to remember that, you know, like we were we were the we were the children of the devil, but God translated us into the kingdom of the Son He loves and whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins and oh, let's just feed from him, Jen. <laughs> like yeah. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. And, and he wants you, he wants you to eat from that bread. And he, he said that, that I'm the resurrection. And he said, I'm the door. I'm the door. Enter into me. Whoever enters into me shall have shall be saved, but shall go in and out and find pasture. And I'm telling you, when you go into Jesus, you're going to find the sustenance sheep go in to eat the pasture they eat the grass when you go into jesus you're going to eat from him and you're going to bring heaven to earth that's the way you do it you go in 
and you bring him to earth. You go in and you bring him to earth. It's in and it's in him. Oh my God, the Bible says in him we live and move and, and have our being. I promise you when you get to heaven, Jesus is going to be uh, more beautiful than a, than a sunset. He's, he's the most, he's going to be the most beautiful. I'm telling you, it's the great day of the Lord. And for those that serve him, when Jesus splits the sky, it's going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen if you're one of his sheep. And he's going to love you forever. And he's going to be your friend forever. He's going to have assignments for you in heaven to do forever. And it's never going to end. You just think of bliss and euphoria and, the you know, things that drugs try to replicate, but they're counterfeits yeah. in this life. You're going to experience that there, a paradise of God, and you're going to rule and reign with him. And uh, there'll be a new heaven and you'll also get to visit the new earth. But But the thing is about it is Jesus is going to be your friend forever, forever, forever. And so build rewards because, you know, you're going to have all of eternity to, to take those rewards. And just some of you are going to say, thank God I, I listened to Jesus. Yeah. And, and one of that, one of that, Jen, the way I forgave um, a person that was one of my good friends, that the devil was sowing seeds of discord, God told me and Jennifer, to give him uh, our car at the time. And wow. I know that's a big seed, but you know, yeah. it broke, it broke something. And the devil, you know, he was mad, but it healed our friendship, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, just blessing somebody like Romans twelve twenty says, you know, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. So if you do this, you'll You'll um, you will heap burning coals on their their head, and they will see, they'll see God, they'll see mm -hmm. God is love. Wow, wow, yeah. Sometimes I hard or easier so to do. Yeah. Do what? Sometimes it's easier said than done. So you know, if for a lot of people listening, yeah, I just really, really want. I don't know why I'm pulling on this so much, but like I, I get this sense that there's some people who who have somebody on their mind, who have a situation on their mind where yeah. the idea of forgiving them is is a is a tough pill to swallow. Mm, and I just mm. wondering how, how would you encourage that person? What would you say to that person who's maybe battling with the feelings of like, yeah, but I really don't want to have to forgive this person? Yeah, just um it's it's kind of like the parable where where you know the the man um he owed so many debts and you know the 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 master was very 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 mean and you know he couldn't pay him so he, you know he's like please have mercy please forgive me have mercy and and the master showed him mercy well then that guy goes off and he 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 has people that owe him debt and he treats them horribly and wrong and so the master called him back and he was like why did you do this? I showed you so much mercy. Why couldn't you show them mercy? You know, and so I think it's that scripture where Jesus said, he that um, loves much, or I'm sorry, he that's been forgiven much um, loves much. So if you can just remember, you know, just, just push reset on your whole soul today and just go back and remember what Jesus forgave you of. And if, and, and you use that as an example to forgive people that do you wrong. And that's it. That's really it. And then the Holy Spirit, if you'll yield to him, will produce the righteousness through you. He will. Come on.
Love it. Thank you. How much time do we have? Because I know we were going to mention that encounter. Um, yeah, I would really like you to go into that encounter and share that with us. Another thing that I noticed, too, is I'd really love to hear about, and maybe these can segue, the electric honey presence of the Holy Spirit. Come too. on. Yes. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Okay, Peace. so... I, I love being transparent and I waited to share this story. Um, I, I waited to share this story for a while uh, because it, it felt very vulnerable to me at the time. But because of my upbringing, <clears throat> I went through um, tremendous post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and I, I just don't want to go into the stories because it was so terrible. Sure. Um, but <clears throat> uh, as a result, the enemy was coming in hard. He's, he's relentless. He hates you. You need to know something about the devil. He hates you. He has no conscience. He, he will, he will, he's a joker in the crowd and, and he'll gamble you away at the mm-hmm. slightest thought. And he won't even, he won't, he won't lose any sleep over it. He is so full of rage. He wants to still kill and destroy. And so he takes people when they're down and he, he makes them even feel more down. And that's what he did for me. And because of that post-traumatic stress disorder, the rejection I was carrying around, um, I, was able, I wasn't able to reconcile God's goodness for me. And the devil literally convinced me that I wasn't saved. And hmm. that's the, that's the that talk about woundedness. If you, yeah. if you don't think you're going to make it, but you're a preacher and you're giving altar calls and you're seeing God move in other people's lives, but you yourself... You don't feel like you're going to make it. It's tormenting, Jen. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, um, for sure. And I'm just, I mean, it was tormenting. I would wake up at night with such severe panic attacks that my wife would have to pray for me and just calm me down. And sometimes it took hours. Wow. <clears throat> and so even in the middle of full-time ministry, I took a prescription medicine. Um, I didn't abuse it, but I took it as prescribed for eight years and it was for panic attacks and when i tried to stop my body was withdrawing Mm. and it was very very difficult and so um that's why i say like you know this 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 needed a super it's not just like you know cut your pills down and you're free it was like i needed supernatural yeah intervention to get free from this addiction to a prescription medication but also for the holy spirit to come in and heal me and and show me how much he loves me and you know he he let me go through that abortion device you know and i'm not a piece of trash he he had a plan for me man and what what truly did it what truly did it jen was the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's like Benny Hinn used to say, good morning, Holy Spirit. <laughs> like if you can fall in love with the person of the Holy Spirit, he will, he will go so deep inside you. It's like, it's like a hug from within. It's not like even a hug from outside from a father like that raised you. It's like a hug from within. <laughs> and listen, the Bible says not, not to be drunk. Don't be drunk with wine, okay? Now there's people listening. You might be doing that, and um, this isn't to condemn you. You can be free. You don't have to. You don't have to have wine as a crutch to get you through life's problems. 
here's what you need. It's the ace up God's sleeve. It's Ephesians 5.18. Don't get drunk on wine. Uh, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life, the New Living Translation says. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting that Paul compares <clears throat> drunkenness to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And this is crazy because in our tent revivals and people that listen to my music, they're encountering this sweet intoxication. And it's, it's listen, Jen, I did all the drugs. You know, you name them, I, I tried them. But one thing I know is when the Holy Spirit fills me, now I understand why the devil was trying to counterfeit it. Mm-hmm. And But he steals, he kills, he destroys. So he leaves you mm-hmm. with a hangover, it kills your brain cells, it takes your mm-hmm. life away. But with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, there's no excess. There's no excess in this spiritual feast. <laughs> no, in fact, Listen, I think... you can overdose if you want in the Holy Ghost. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I think one could argue that spending that time in the presence of the Holy Spirit actually does the complete opposite, actually heals and restores. Yes. As opposed to depletes and kills. That's exactly so, what his job is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, and that's, listen, if you want to give the devil a headache, get drunk in the Holy Spirit every day, pray in tongues for hours. It, I, I do it when I'm out in public um, and no one knows because I'm just, I kind of whisper it as I'm shopping. You know, but it literally has you praying mysteries to God and he comes and fills you with his glory and you just become a love machine. Mm-hmm. And it's automatic. It's it's nothing you do. It's just he takes over and, and that's the job. And then he helps you love people. And that's the biggest thing. The two greatest commandments that you can take with you to heaven. If you obey them, you're going to get rewarded so much. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus can I, said, um, that's like it. That's like the first commandment. I want to circle back. I yeah. Pull, pull on something because I just I really felt something on it when you were talking about the the torment that you were experiencing yeah and the fact that you said you would wake up and you know your wife would pray over you yeah i i personally know a handful of people who could completely identify with what you're saying that experience yeah and so what what was the the breakthrough for you you said it was the presence of god but was it were you fasting were you praying okay I was in the middle of an extreme withdrawal and I said, I, I got so desperate for God. I said, I want to, I want to reconcile this once and once for all. Cause I dealt mm-hmm. with it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Can you come into the car right now with your heavy, with your heavy glory, God, as mm-hmm. a sign that if I died right now, I would go to heaven because all for, for that whole 20 years, Jen, I, I thought that when I die, I'm going to go to hell. Wow. And that's because of the abuse. Yes. And some of it was religious abuse we went through. Yeah. yeah. And his glory, when I said, I said, I need a sign. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. like, golly, the Jews, yeah. the Bible says the Jews ask for a sign. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's the way we've seen them get saved. But um, I, I needed one. I needed a fleece moment, fleece mm-hmm. moment. And I said, give me a sign. Let your glory come into the car right now. If I were to die right now, if I would go to heaven. And I got so drunk in the spirit. We call it being drunk in the spirit, but really it's almost like high. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it literally feels like mm-hmm. you ascend and you, you know, you, you feel like you're just being lifted up. You're, you're just being lifted up. 
into the bread of life and you're just you're just feasting from him and, and i tell people all the time it's it's like it's ecstatic i wrote a book called ecstatic christianity where literally i'm addicted to the presence of god i can't live without it mm -hmm. now and mm -hmm. i'm addicted to loving people i am addicted not because i'm something great but because i've died and jesus is in me and yeah. and the devil can't kill someone that's already died he'll try to shoot arrows at you but you'll you'll just it's he'll hit a, a heap of ashes yeah. because you're just in him mm -hmm. and um and i call it that it, and it's the way it felt to me when all of this first started happening it's like an electric honey cloud it hmm. literally feels like you're within honey and it's thick and you have to like you have to learn how to use your your body parts again just to like make mm -hmm. food and walk around mm -hmm. but i was under it for weeks at a time and my wife always jokes like I had to do the dishes that whole time in that season. <laughs> so literally I, I was, I told people I was drunk in the spirit for months and it even happened last night. Thank God, you know, the stories are still fresh. That's what, that's what I bellyache over is lots of ministers tell stories that happened 10 years ago. I want to hear what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. I went to bed so drunk in the spirit last night. I literally felt like I was in that honey cloud and I could feel God's hand just it was like father came behind me and was cuddling me and boy it helps you go to sleep if you're suffering even insomnia just get in the presence of god and watch what god will do my god now is that something that you have through the practice of maybe prayer time spending time quiet with the lord just quite quieting your your spirit yeah. before the lord is that something that took a while to develop like learning to discern the difference between you know just your normal striving maybe and then yeah. just stepping into the spirit yeah and 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 just yielding you know when you feel that presence of of god come you know stop what you're doing you know and and sometimes it happens when i'm working you know or just doing something very natural like accounting work for my accountant but if you just stop a minute and just just soak just let mm -hmm. them fill you up um and and you'll get to a place where you 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 get so filled up like kenneth hagan used to teach be being filled with the spirit don't just be filled with the spirit it's be being filled it's a state of being filled oh, with constant. the spirit yeah yeah and you get to the point where you start shopping in walmart and jennifer's made jokes with me she said you know she texted me from the from walmart and said i i, I feel like I've got my hands on the grocery cart, but my legs are in the air. <laughs> it's like God wow. can just lift you up wherever you are. And, and it's the Holy Spirit. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a friend. So and wonderful. I get I get so mad at, at, at religious devils that are trying to convince people to speak against him. And there's lots of people that are making fun of uh, they're making fun of God. They're making fun mm -hmm. of us. But, you know, don't 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 suffer from their persecution don't come under their subterfuge mm -hmm. listen when when michael despised david for dancing before the ark of the covenant man dude just get more vile yet and just just worship your god and just mm -hmm. you, you if people are if people don't like you because you they can tell you're manifesting the power of god i mean i know that jen the power of god comes so strong i get around people and their devils their devils start manifesting hardcore. They don't want to be around you. And it's because they've denied the power. They've got a form of godliness, but they've denied the power thereof. And, and those mm -hmm. people, you know, they're like clouds without rain. 
but um, they can still repent. You know, it's not hopeless mm-hmm. for them either. You just mm-hmm. pray for those people, you know, and, and anyways, I just, I feel the presence of the Lord. I know so many of you at home right now are just feeling yeah. his waves and you're, you, maybe some of you are feeling that electric honey cloud. You're feeling, you're feeling cool sensation on you. You're feeling like God's just lifting you up out of that state of depression and and you know what? I just I just prophesy over you if that's happening to you right now. Some of you are new to it. This is never going to leave you. You know how I know that, Jen? Because he said, I will not leave you as orphans. Right. I will come. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come I love on. it. Um, okay, so I want to give you the opportunity to promote your new single and your album. And also just want to point out to, the, to our guests that yeah. the link for until he sings is actually in the description of this interview yeah. right now come on but please just tell us about your new album tell us about the song yes um, whatever's on your heart that you want to share this is your thank opportunity you. hey thank you so much for that by the way like literally that's your blessing us any anytime someone streams it goes to our ministry so it's really cool so if you go listen to it right now on Spotify, you know, it's it's going to the it's going to the ministry. But yeah. Um, and if you click on that link in the description, you'll see the music video and it's real fun. I've got a Devo reference in it. Mm-hmm. If anyone used to like the band Devo, I got a flower pot on my head in one of the scenes. But but also what the Lord told me to do is film the tent revival. And so we've got clips of the anointing touching people at the tent revival. And so what you do is you simply go to Apple Music, you can go to Spotify, you can go to YouTube. Um, I love people subscribing to Spotify Premium and following me because when you when you do that, you can you can listen to um, all my songs without ads. Um, and I tell you, just anywhere, it's it's on all streaming platforms, and you need this music. It's it's a little break from soaking. If I can advertise it that way, mm-hmm. it's a little break from from the worship genre to give you some flavor in your day. Add some turmeric to your day yeah, and spice yes. and cinnamon and listen to Monday Martin because you're going to get some good Christian rock produced by John Mark Painter, who's who did What If I Stumble by DC Talk. He was part of the band Fleming and John. He's one of the best oh. producers in Nashville, and the guy can help me make good music and so i encourage you to check it out listen to silver lining that is the song i wrote about how jesus set me free from addictions and how i learned to trust him for my salvation did you do the artwork for that album too yeah i painted this painted that and i asked the holy spirit about it i said i looked at all my paintings and i said which which one and he told me this one i really like that that's the rains that came during the first tent revival. That's that's what it represents to me. Um, we were driving around in the mud, and we were in the rain in the first tent revival. We were having to pull people with with tow cables out of mud <laughs> because there was so much downpour of rain. And it was a vision my wife had uh, before this whole tent revival started. Um, and about about the the revival rain coming and she said in the dream the holy spirit said this rain is a sign that god is moving in america and uh that's me and jen but it's also i i see it like jesus holding his bride yeah. and yeah. and giving him giving her a place of refuge in him and so i that's hope good. that my music can add that to your day that you can find a place of refuge 
as you listen to these skillful songs, mm -hmm. Davidic songs, um, psalmist anointing on it, poetries on it. It's very much like a troubadour. And mm -hmm. in the in the in the 13th century in in northern France and southern Italy, troubadours would bring forth the word of the king. And God wants to release that right now in you. And mm -hmm. I believe as many of you go to listen to my music, that same anointing of creativity and renaissance is going to flow. And you're going to start writing soaking songs and worship songs that don't sound like everyone else. And you're going to get popular because you're you're the new thing. And Jesus wants to display you for his I glory. I love that. Amen. Um, on that note, will you please close us with a prayer? Yeah. Just want to pull on that a little bit and ask you to pray for us. Yes, absolutely. And I was also going to say we didn't get into the, the testimony of um, when I went to hell and the reason yeah. why I went to hell. It was actually when I was backslidden um, at the age of around 21. But maybe we can share that in the future because I know we've run out of time. And I um, know that Jeff fully intends to have you back. So that would be awesome. And we can talk about holiness. Yeah. On part oh. two, we can talk about holiness and that it's not some boring, monotonous thing. Actually, holiness is, it, it's actually the most ecstatic thing you can ever have in your life. It's just, it's a beautiful experience and um, no one's exempt from experiencing it. Mm -hmm. So. I just want to pray now. right now. Yes, please. Father, thank you for every single viewer right now. Lord, I thank you that you died for each and every one of them and that you knew them before you put them in their mother's womb and that you saw all their days before. There was a book written about their life before they were ever created and you're infatuated with every single person. Listen, if you're if you're listening right now, you need to receive this in your spirit. I break off of your soul all of the rejection, all of the word curses. I break off your soul all of the devil's lies. I break off your soul every demon that's hiding in those crevices has to come out because the light of God is shining on you. And Isaiah says, "Arise and shine, for your light has come." And, and, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And nations will come to the brightness of your rising. When you rise up, others will see it and they will come. Jesus said, uh, do your good deeds before men so that they may glorify. They may see your good deeds. Let your light shine before men so they see your good deeds and they may glorify the Father in heaven. I want to say time is short. I want to say this life's like a vapor. So Holy Spirit, begin to download in every single person right now. Passion. We can't do it without hunger. We can't do it without thirst. We can't do this without passion. And I impart that to you right now. Lord, right now, it, it doesn't even have to be a hand laid on somebody. It's just going into their room where they are right now now and god is giving you a new passion and as my song until he sings says pick up the towel and get back in the ring because an obscure generation has stepped on the scene and it's you god needs you i see jesus with a smile on his face like uncle sam but he's pointing at you and he says i want you i want you 
I want you for my company. So right now, Lord, I thank you for that deliverance. Some of you are you're beginning to manifest and, and even dark spirits are, are beginning to leave. Things that have been tormenting you for years are literally coming out. Some of you right now are weeping. Some of you are laughing. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to deliver people in this episode as they laugh, as they laugh. Because I sit in the heavens. God says, I sit in the heavens. He sits in the heavens and laughs. And he causes your enemies to be in derision. Lord, I thank you right now. Thank you for that right now. Thank you for that sign that you're pouring out, that sign of being intoxicated. I thank you it's that same intoxication that touched the church in Acts, where they accused them of being drunk. And Peter protested and said, these men, listen, you're watching right now, these women, these men, these single moms, these single dads, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it's only nine in the morning. But this is that. I'm here to prophesy to you in Jesus' name and tell, tell you that promise has intersected time in your life. And this is your, whew, come on, this is your, this is that moment. This is that, this, I, I feel the Holy Spirit saying right now, this is a strategic inflection point. This is a Kairos moment. God drew you to this uh, and he, 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 he saw all this happening before he even created you, that you would come to this place of deliverance and also to this place of your identity in Christ. And you are going to go forth in power, in resurrection power. You're not stuck at the cross. You, Jesus has gotten out of the grave, and you are going to share in the bread of life, and you're going to eat it, and, and others that get around you are going to want to feast, and you're going to lead so many people to Jesus. It's going to be more than you could ever possibly imagine. Abba Father, which we can call you by grace, because we have the spirit of adoption. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for adopting us. Papa. Creator. Creator of the universe. Father of lights. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, thank you that you adopted us into your family to not just be saved, but to rule and reign with your Son, Jesus Christ. And after this prayer, some of you, you need to go look in the mirror and say, my God. I look like Jesus today. <laughs> Amen. 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 Wow. Thank you so much just Thank for you. your prayer, for being on this show today. And just, yes. that was awesome. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to my website, um, something exciting we, that Jeff reminded me about, and you just got the notification, Jen. I did I think. see that. Mm -hmm. God has opened a door and I need your prayers. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this not, not to try to, it's not self-promotion. I need your prayers because God's opened up a door for me to play at the Love Reach stage. Love Reach. And uh, at the Bonnaroo Music 
festival, one of the biggest festivals in America, in Manchester, Tennessee. And so on June 17th at nine o'clock, the Holy Spirit is going to shine through me and I'm going to play a concert and I'm going to share with the lost. And we've got love warriors that are going in there. And this isn't my event. It's actually my my good friend, Eric Dykes, and, and they are going in to drive the devil out. And it's it's like it's a it's dozens of evangelists coming from all over America into into the devil's playground. And they're literally hmm. going in there with the love and the power of the good news. They're going to hand out drinks to the thirsty and we're going to sing my songs. Praise. Praise. Oh, God. I love it. We're going to that rock out. Exciting. Jesus, yeah, and people so are going to get saved. We're going to do altar calls at a concert. So it's June 17th. Yes, ma'am. Yep. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. And I oh, just and we have found the link that in out. the description. So the link is there. So if people are interested, they can check it out. And don't be cool. don't be confused because the the stage is is on the grounds, literally minutes from the stage of walking distance, but it's it's where thirty thousand campers are parked. So I'm not I'm not on the Bonnaroo list of bands, mm-hmm. but we're there. And we're going to be playing in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And we're just expecting God to move. It's going to be great. What a cool opportunity. I know. I've been dreaming of something like this for so long. And it's finally happened. And that same punk rock kid uh, in that mosh pit that got delivered Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. shame is now going to play a show for kids that are going to be going through the same things I were. And they're going to get free. Well, Monday, thank you again so much. Thank Um, you. You guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. God bless you. And we will see you on the next broadcast. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.